Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is Monday, July 11th, and this is People Every Day. Hello again, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, refreshed and recharged from the weekend. And guys... As Queen B would have us note, today is 7-Eleven, and we should put our hands up. I love that song. Well, we've got another very full show for you today, including the exclusive inside details from the wedding of Eddie Murphy's daughter, Bria, and the latest twist in the ongoing Amber Heard and Johnny Depp saga. But first, let's get into some other messy legal stories that have been all over my timeline. There is a bombshell story that just broke earlier today. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw is pleading guilty in her controversial telemarketing scheme scandal. Shaw appeared in a New York court today to take part in a change of plea hearing and switched her initial plea of not guilty to guilty. The reality star told the judge that she had indeed committed, quote, wire fraud and admitted to, quote, offering services with little to no value. She continued, we used interstate telephones and emails. I knew many of the purchasers were over the age of 55. I am sorry. Shaw and her assistant, Stuart Smith, were arrested back in March of 2021 for allegedly targeting individuals in a nationwide scheme and at the time were charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing and conspiracy to commit money laundering. A Manhattan U.S. attorney previously claimed that Shaw and Smith, quote, sold lead lists of innocent individuals for other members of the scheme to reportedly scheme, and that the so-called business opportunities pushed on the victims by Shaw, Smith, and their co-conspirators were just fraudulent schemes motivated by greed to steal victims' money. Now, entering the guilty plea means that while Shaw will not stand trial and will likely face a shorter sentence, a maximum penalty of up to 30 years in prison is still on the table. Yet again, another Real Housewife tied to another fraud scandal. It's fascinating, and I'm very curious to see how the rest of the housewives respond to Jen Shaw facing several years in prison. I'm going to say it. This is what it can look like when that whole social media hashtag scammer trend gets terribly real. The curtain has closed and Beanie Feldstein is leaving Broadway. Yesterday, the actress shared a statement on social media saying that she was leaving the Broadway musical Funny Girl earlier than expected after, quote, the production decided to take the show in a different direction. She went on to thank fans for their support, saying, I will never forget this experience. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank every single person who came to the August Wilson for the love and support you have shown me and our amazing cast and crew. The show opened back in April. April of this year and was receiving middling reviews. Earlier today, news broke that Glee alum Leah Michelle is set to play the show's Fanny Bryce after Feldstein takes the stage for the final time on July 31st. Now, fans know, because she was never shy about making it known, that this is Leah's all-time dream gig, being the Babs Streisand superfan that she is. Now, Leah's set to take over in September, and for any haters out there with something to say about the new cast, 
casting. I think Leah's Rachel Berry on Glee sang it best. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. And now, you guys, buckle up, because I cannot wait to talk about this next story. So a woman in Texas is using the recent Roe v. Wade reversal to contest a traffic ticket. Now get this, Brandy Batone was given a $215 traffic ticket for driving in the HOV lane in Plano, Texas. As Batone spoke with officers, she explained she was able to use the carpool lane because she is 34 weeks pregnant. She recalled the incident saying, quote, I pointed to my stomach and said, my baby girl is right here. She is a person. Batone said the cop told her the HOV lane requires two passengers, meaning, quote, two people outside of the body. The mother-to-be also said, one officer kind of brushed me off when I mentioned this is a living child, according to everything that's going on with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So I don't know why you're not seeing that. He was like, I don't want to deal with this. He said, ma'am, it means two persons outside of the body. He waved me on to the next cop who gave me a citation and said, if you fight it, it will most likely get dropped. Yes, Brandy, I love everything you're saying. She really just followed this line of thinking we're living in to its next logical conclusion, right? And she also stated, quote, this has my blood boiling. How could this be fair? According to the new law, this is a life. I know this may fall on deaf ears, but as a woman, this was shocking. I mean, if these states are going to treat a fetus as a person, then I don't see why they wouldn't treat them as another person in the carpool lane, right? Brandy Batone's court date is set for July 20th, and she plans on fighting the ticket. Good luck, Brandy. And speaking of going to court, Amber Heard is seeking to have the decision of her legal battle with ex-husband Johnny Depp ruled a mistrial as some new allegations surrounding jury selection are heating up. It's been a while since we discussed the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial on this podcast, and the latest update is in this whole debacle surrounding Amber Heard. She is asking for a mistrial in the now infamous defamation case. She's alleging that the wrong juror showed up to court, which, wow, that's quite an accusation. As you know, last month, Johnny Depp won all three defamation claims against Amber and was awarded $15 million in damages. At first, Amber would have had to pay $10.35 million due to Virginia law capping punitive damages, but the judge reduced the amount. Amber was awarded $2 million in her counterclaims against him. Ah, oh, there's always something with this trial. Our coverage still continues, so joining me now to discuss the latest updates is People's TV associate editor, Dory Jackson. Hey, Dory, welcome to the show. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about what Amber is saying here. The wrong person showed up to court. What? This this trial went on for six weeks. And if what she's saying is true, it's pretty wild that they are catching this now, right? So, so what's going on here? Yeah, this is a really confusing situation and something I honestly haven't even heard of myself. So Amber's legal team is arguing that the wrong juror being summoned ultimately deprived her of having a fair trial in her ongoing legal battle with Johnny. I don't know how common this is where a juror is summoned for a case they weren't supposed to be summoned for, but Amber's team has already said they plan to appeal the case even before this mistrial thing came up. So if this is the case, then this is an easy way in for her potentially. And after Johnny won the defamation case not too long ago, her legal team claimed she couldn't afford to pay him the $10 million plus that she was required to pay, and she would have had to have done so before appealing in the first place. 
Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this now. The, the documents filed say, quote, based on newly discovered facts and information that juror number 15 was not the individual summoned for jury duty on April 11, 2022. So it's worth noting that this allegation is coming one week after Amber's counsel asked for the verdict to be thrown out, you know, altogether. So take me into what they're saying here specifically. Yeah, Amber's team is basically arguing that the verdict was not supported by sufficient evidence, which is why it should be tossed. And one of their claims include how it was false to allege that Johnny lost his major role in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise because of Amber's infamous Washington Post op-ed, which is the whole reason for this entire defamation trial in the first place. They are basically saying that there is still a trial to be had. They want to go back. They want to explore this. They want to get justice for Amber. Goodness. And so, look, I I know you and I are not legal experts, but if what Amber is saying is true, could there be a retrial? I think anything is possible when it comes to this situation. And this is, of course, a very, very serious matter. I feel like one wouldn't put themselves through this again if they truly believed that they weren't given a fair verdict and a fair trial. But people just have to see what happens. But, you know, This whole case became such a media spectacle for Amber in particular. She was highly scrutinized on social media. And so for her to be willing to put herself through this again, that says something. And that says she thinks there's still a fight to be had. Amber and her team have been pretty outspoken about how disappointed they are, to say the least, in this verdict. But both Amber and her lawyer, Elaine Bredehoff, have done interviews following this trial. Johnny Depp's legal team has done interviews as well. But someone who hasn't really commented on all of this is Johnny himself. He spoke out after the verdict. But since then, what has he been up to? What's going on with him? Yeah, you know, Johnny just seems to be kind of enjoying getting his life back. He's been performing around Europe alongside Jeff Beck, and they're about to put out an album together this Friday called 18. But at the same time, he's facing another legal situation. He will soon be heading back to court with the same legal team that was on this recent defamation trial. Basically, a crew member from his 2018 film, City of Lies, accused him of assault. So he's not entirely out of the clear just yet. Okay. (laughs) So much. So much going on. These two are just staying in the news cycle. It's so amazing. Uh, But thank you for just getting me up to speed on this latest. (laughs) As always, we will keep you guys updated as more developments emerge from this story. Dory, appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Coming up, we take you behind the scenes of Bria Murphy and Michael Xavier's wedding. There are some stunning photos with the bride and her comedy legend father, Eddie Murphy. But first, were you one of the people who took home some free DoorDash this weekend? Well, due to a technical error, many users of the popular delivery app were able to order food and deliveries for free. But now that it's been fixed, some patrons are being asked to pay up on their lavish orders. We'll dive right into all of it right after the break. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
We are back, and it's time to talk about this DoorDash disaster. So last Thursday, folks across the country logged into DoorDash to order in some, you know, tasty foods. But due to a brief glitch, users were not charged for their orders. Word of the glitch spread quickly on social media, and some customers apparently put in some lavish orders, including items like crab legs, top-shelf tequila, and in one case, a 32-inch high-def TV. (laughs) Now that the glitch has been fixed, the company is currently sifting through all of the orders. DoorDash reached out to merchants who were impacted by the glitch to ensure that they will be compensated for any unauthorized orders. While customers were gleefully ordering away due to a clause in DoorDash's terms of service, you know, something everyone reads, right? It looks like customers are going to have to pay up. The clause basically says that in the event that a charge isn't collected properly, DoorDash has the right to make sure all parties are paid properly. So if you bought something that is normally 20 bucks and they accidentally charge you for five at first, they can charge you for that other 15 later. And it was also pointed out online that several users knowingly used expired cards for their purchases, which happens to be considered fraud here in the U.S. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, still, it's such a crazy story. Some people shared their DoorDash receipts on places like Twitter and Reddit, and people were racking up thousands and thousands of dollars on purchases. I hope everything gets sorted out. But most importantly, I hope all of those drivers out there still got tipped, right? As we mentioned a week ago, it is wedding season. And this past weekend, love was definitely in the air in the Murphy household. Eddie Murphy and ex Nicole Mitchell Murphy celebrated their daughter, Bria, as she married actor Michael Xavier in Beverly Hills. Bria is one of five children the Coming to America star shares with Nicole. And as a dad of 10 total, I believe there are going to be many more weddings in his future. Maybe even some he can celebrate with other comedy legends. We will jump into that in a minute. But first, let's talk about wedding details and moments that were shared with people exclusively. Here to tell us what happened since my invite got lost in the mail is People's Movies Associate Editor, Benjamin Van Hoos. Hey, Benjamin. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So tell me all the details. Bria Murphy gets married. Eddie's there. Nicole's there. Take me into it. So it was in Beverly Hills. There was a private ceremony with about 250 close friends and family. Eddie Murphy, of course, has 10 kids. This is his eldest daughter. She married her fiancé, who is an actor. You might know him from some Hallmark Christmas movies, some of your favorite ones. (laughs) His name's Michael Xavier. So they tied the knot on Saturday. We, of course, had the photos of Eddie Murphy walking her down the aisle, and that was a very sweet moment. Her dress was designed by Netta Ben-Shabu. It was very stunning. And then he, of course, wore a not-standard tuxedo, and it was styled by Dion Lattimore. Nice. What was the decor like? So they had tons of, like, white flowers everywhere, and they were having all these photo ops with different family members. Her sisters were in the bridal party. There were also these ornate candlelit chandeliers everywhere. It was just, it seemed like a very nice, sunny occasion. I love it. So now videos from the wedding have been surfacing all over social media showing some more details of the wedding. And it looks like Eddie and Bria had some really great father-daughter moments. And he was super proud to be there, right? Take me into what they got to do. Along with walking down the aisle, he also did the father-daughter dance. They danced to Stevie Wonder's Isn't She Lovely, which is just a 
perfect fit, I feel like, for them. It just seemed like everybody was having a good time and nobody had a bad thing to say. Of course, you would hope from a wedding that that would be the case. For sure. Finally, the story from this wedding that just brings me so much joy has to do with another comedy legend, Martin Lawrence. Martin's daughter, Jasmine, is dating Eddie's eldest son, Eric. And he spoke about it on Jimmy Kimmel last month. Here's what he had to say. Did you talk to Eddie about this? No, no, we haven't talked about it. We haven't. We kind of just stay out of their business and let them do their own thing and uh, respect their their, their thing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But if... I mean, if they were to get married, you're not going to pay for that wedding, are you? I mean, Eddie has to pay for it, right? I'm going to try to get Eddie to pay for it. So what happened with these two at the wedding this weekend? Yeah, so when it came time to do the bouquet toss, who catches it other than Jasmine? And we know what that means, that the tradition is the person who catches the bouquet is the next to get married. So that was a (laughs) cute little moment. Wow. And I'm seeing this from from Bria's brother who writes, I am overwhelmed with joy celebrating my sister Bria and her husband Michael's wedding. I am so extremely happy for you both. Yesterday was such a beautiful day. And then he wrote alongside an image of himself and Jasmine um, and the couple that said, shout out to Jazz for catching the bouquet with those like emoji eyes like, ooh. We're next. I'm I am here for all of this, right? Judging by this wedding, I'm sure that one will be just as special. Well, I am here to see Martin and Eddie become legit family. You remember that movie Life that they did together like all those years ago? If you don't, look it up. It was a good one. Well, I'm waiting for my invite to Thanksgiving. Ben, thank you so much for being on the show. Of course. And now our last story is one I find absolutely adorable and ends with a celebrity doing the absolute right thing by going out of their way to make a young fan's day. I'm telling you now, this one has all the ingredients of something to make you smile. Alex Morgan is a member of the World Cup winning U.S. women's national team. So last week, one of her biggest fans, a little boy by the name of Luca, went to see Morgan and the Americans claim a 3-0 victory over Haiti in Monterey, Mexico. Luca eagerly cheered on Morgan from the stands while rocking a shirt with the famous Believe sign from Ted Lasso plastered across his little chest. Well, Alex Morgan eventually saw the video of little Luca cheering her on, and she was overwhelmed by his dedication and just how cute he was. I mean, seriously, this kid is adorable. Morgan, whose daughter, Charlie, is close in age to Luca, responded with a video of her own. The shirt, the cheer... Cuteness overload. His name's Luca. Luca, you would be besties with Charlie. And tomorrow you have something coming your way, so be on the lookout. Then, prior to the U.S. team's match against Jamaica a few days later, Morgan gifted Luca an autographed U.S. women's jersey of his own with Morgan's number 13 on the back. But instead of her name, it read Luca. Following her 5-0 victory, Morgan met with Luca, and the two got to share a special moment together filled with lots of photos and hugs. It's seriously so cute and adorable. And just another story of Alex Morgan and the U.S. women's team taking home major W's on and off the field. Well, thank you all for joining us again. Oh, and with The Bachelorette premiering tonight, we've got franchise alum Caitlin Bristow joining us to talk about this double-dose Bachelorette season tomorrow. I cannot wait to talk to her. So be sure to listen again to People Every Day. <laughs> 